Welcome to the MTB Tribe Podcast, your trail map for the world of mountain biking. And now, I'll introducing your host, Gareth Beckett. Howdy, mountain bikers. Thanks for being here and welcome to episode number 75 of the MTB Tribe Podcast. I'm here to help you find out more about mountain biking, how to get out in the trails, keep you stoked, and hopefully learn a little more about mountain biking and the people involved. I'm here to help you get off the sofa and onto the saddle, and I hope these episodes inspire you to do that. I just want to say a big thanks to everybody that's reviewing the show, leaving ratings on iTunes and Apple Podcasts, and reviewing the show there, and giving it five stars, and sharing with friends. I really do appreciate it. I'm going to read out a couple, um, just to say a big thanks to these guys. So, here's one by G.N. Gibson, stoked, five stars, great podcast for all things MTB. Nice to know that someone from Northern Ireland is able to put together a show <laughs> with such a variety of topics from the world of MTB. Well, thanks very much, G.N. Gibson. And uh, yeah, we're from the small island of Northern Ireland, but um, you know what, man? We've got great trails there. We've got a lot going on there. We really are blessed with what we've got there, so we should be thankful. So thanks for your review. I appreciate it. Um, next one, Iceland. MT Beer, fabulous five stars. Only found this a couple of months ago, but up to episode 23 already. Keep up the good work, I think he means to say there. Awesome, man. Thanks so much. Um, up to episode 23. Wow, you're, you're going through them. Uh, thanks for being a part of the MTB tribe. I really do appreciate it. And also, Keith5D. Keith, I know I follow you on socials and stuff like that, and we've chatted together on socials, so thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. My new favorite podcast, Five Stars. I'm a recent convert to mountain biking, although I have wanted to get out for a long time. Six weeks into the bike ownership, this podcast has helped me get to grips with what's out there, particularly in Northern Ireland, and find my way onto the local trails. I've never had a problem with being out in the cold and wet, but finding a guide with a familiar accent who's passionate and engaging has helped me keep motivated to keep cycling up a mountain when my lungs feel they're coming out of my mouth. Because I know... Let me see, there's a wee bit more. Because I know the reward on the way down will be worth it. Thanks for all the positive vibes and ongoing motivation that's helped me enter uh, what used to be a daunting environment and feel like a part of the community. Keith, thanks so much, dude. Um, I know we've chatted on socials and stuff, and um, I'm really, really stoked that it's it's got you out there and you know it's it's given you the motivation to get out even over our cold winters in Northern Ireland. So that, you know that's what the podcast's about. That's why I'm here, is to get people out on trails, it's to keep the community going, keep a bit of chat going and bring you guys just not information about racing. Yes, we love racing and we love the, the you know, the, the guys involved in racing and it's such a big part of the sport, of course. But I like to bring you slightly different stuff, stuff that's happening kind of behind the scenes that keep us on bikes, that keep us on trails, that keep us stoked. That's why the podcast is here. So thanks so much, Keith, for doing that. And thanks for everybody that's leaving reviews on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Now, you can also listen to the podcast via Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify. We're there. You can go to the website, mtb-tribe.com. You can listen directly from the website. You can download it onto whatever device you use and uh, listen to it on the way to work or however you like to do that. So I just want to thank you and for being part of the MTB Tribe podcast. Now, in today's show... We chat with the organisers, the winners and friends of the Elgon Enduro in Uganda. It was a bit of a live chat. The guys got in contact with me, wanted to chat about it. Um, and I said, yeah, definitely, because I've had some of the guys on the podcast before. Will Clark was there, Simon Blake was there, Peter Horsley was there, Tom Shopland and Adrian Rass. So it was great to catch up with these guys just after a tough Enduro race in Uganda. Um, it's the second Elgon Enduro, which has been a great success in all fairness. The race has grown from a few competitors last year to you know international participants this year. Tom Shopland um, is from the UK and runs his own guiding company in the UK called Trail Unknown. We had Tom back on the podcast just a few weeks ago and... Um, he was there. It's a long story about how he got out there, but um, 
it's amazing after listening to the being on the podcast and then listening to uh, past episodes and a few other things it hooked together and Tom ended up going out there. He had no idea like three or four weeks ago he was going to be there, but it just happened to happen. And he got out there quite soon and uh, got involved in the race and absolutely had a blast. Um, the other guy, Adrian Rass, he's from Switzerland and just happened to get in contact with Will about helping the race and course preparation for the Enduro. He ended up staying a few weeks and again having a blast and he's super fast on a bike. So we chat to all these guys, kind of in a live environment. Them guys were just chilling out after the race, having a few beers. And um, it's a good fun chat about how the race went, what the competitors were like, what the conditions were like, how the course has changed from last year. Funding, competitor numbers, how MTB is advancing in East Africa. And uh, that's quite an, you know, an exciting section of the podcast we talked to simon and will about that and how things are advancing and it's it's good man it's things are going to happen well out there i think it's it's taking a turn for the best so tune in and check it out and see how the crew are helping grow mountain biking in east africa enjoy the show and guys welcome to the mtb tribe podcast guys welcome to the mtb tribe podcast uh yes Already sound like you're having a lot of fun and you have just finished a race. Uh, Simon, do you want to introduce the group there or tell us what you're at? Uh, you guys seem to be having a lot of fun anyway. Yeah, for sure, guys. Uh, thank you. And uh, hello, world, from Sippy Falls in Uganda. Uh, it's courtesy of Will Clark. So this is the Elgon Enduro. It's been a super hot, dusty weekend uh, with some pretty slippery trails. There's a lot of dust out there, but it's been heaps of fun. Um, so yeah, as I said, Will Clark, organiser, and uh, he was running the show, so well done, Will. Thank you. Yeah. And then uh, Addy has been over here helping Will out, um, sort of touching up some of the trails, putting in some European flair, and then showing us all how to ride a bike. So good day, Addy. <laughs> Pleasure. <laughs> he's doing more than touching up. He's been out here six weeks, bless him, but he's from Switzerland. We had a whole crew out here. And they've done a lot of trail building for us. So, yeah, more than just a few touch-ups, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Many hot days working yeah. on the trails. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> happy days, happy days. And w- so what's happening there at the minute, guys? So you had you had a race. Is that through you, Well, Is that through your Clark ex- ex- Expeditions thing? or? Yeah, yeah. So sort of through Clark Expeditions, but it's kind of like a standalone race. So it's called the Elgon Enduro. So two-day enduro race. The first time we've held it. Um, we've had a cross-country race up here for the last sort of seven years. And we had a little bit of an enduro race um, for the last two years with that. Um, but then this year we went full enduro and did two days. So um, yeah, sort of in a lot of ways, very new and a lot of new trails um so yeah we did two days four trails on day one and two trails quite long stages today on day two so yeah super cool super cool like really good trails kind of world-class uh trails is what we're going for and we had a really good group of riders and um only one injury <laughs> um yeah but no all good like super cool super cool that was good and, and what kind of numbers did you have uh, we had, uh, how many do we have? 15? 15, yeah. 15 riders. We, um, we lost one today, so we're just 14 today. But yeah, 15 riders. So pretty small, but we had, um, we haven't introduced him yet. We had old Tom Shuplin here, who was on your podcast just a couple of episodes ago. He yeah. flew out super last minute from the UK, so he's here. Hey, what's up? Hi, Tom. How are you, sir? Oh, mate. Yeah, very good. Things happened uh, pretty quickly since we last spoke. Yeah, man, that that's crazy because I did ask you if you were doing anything exciting in the future, and you didn't say anything but going to Uganda to race. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know it at that point. <laughs> wow, that's pretty amazing. Now you were on uh, the show episode seventy-one. You and Hugo were on talking about your trail unknown, um, which is a UK mountain bike adventure company in the UK. So, how do you find those trails in Uganda compared to what you ride in the UK? Oh, mate, I just was, like, freaking out the first couple of days. <laughs> it's, like, so, uh, like, dry and loose and rocky and technical and steep and just was quite unlike a lot of the stuff I've ridden in the UK, purely yeah. purely with the dryness. And then the sun and all the kids and goats and chickens, they had a bit of excitement as well. <laughs> <laughs> and 
tell me this: Did you change? Did you change the rubber on your bike before you went out there to suit those conditions? No, 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 no. I had no, no. I didn't. I had very little thinking time before I was on a flight. <laughs> See, I was more advanced than you when I came out in Malta because that sounds very similar to the conditions, and I made sure the rubber was right. But I still come off and broke my collarbone, so it didn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, you enjoyed that out there. How's the experience different from the UK? Crikey, where to begin? Um, What's the weather like, different ways in riding? I mean, bearing in mind it was oh, just it's snowing oh, in the UK oh, right now, and I don't know what the temperature is now, but we were just sat here sweating. Like 30, <laughs> I'd say between 30 to maybe at the bottom where we finished today was maybe like probably 35 degrees and, and a bit more in the sun maybe um yeah it's hot and dry right now we're at the coming to the end of the dry season so it's the hottest the country gets and uh yeah it's it's, it's hot in the sun and not much shade today so or yesterday yeah or yesterday yeah, <laughs> yes. generally yeah yesterday was up and down the mountain three times mm-hmm. for the different stages so yeah it's been pretty intense climatizing in the last week yeah and how did you find the fitness and stuff like that that, yeah, the fitness was particularly difficult because I'm not used to riding at altitude or this heat. So, yeah, we we started at 2,600 metres today. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, and we, uh, yeah the, we were straight up, up a hill. A big one. <laughs> That's brutal. And we descended 1,900 metres in total today. Just today. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, Tom, tell us how you end up with that crew of guys in in, uh, in Uganda because you fell into the right the right crowd there. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, well, funnily enough, it's you're definitely to blame there, Gareth. Um, mm. So from scrolling your podcasts, I came across this uh, Elgon Enduro. Well, I heard Will talking about uh, the riding mm-hmm. in Uganda. I thought, ah, oh, that sounds pretty interesting. I had no idea that was kind of mountain biking in Africa, and I've never really been to this continent, so I was just kind of I wondered and then um, my sister's working out here and she bumped into Addy and his mates who were doing the trail building and uh, they told her about the race and I thought oh, this is just kind of crazy coincidence because I just heard about this race on MTB Tribe and uh, just yeah dropped Will an email and everything came together really really fast and sounded really exciting and I booked the, booked the trip and I'm so glad I did. Wow that is so crazy like in the space of a couple of weeks really yeah it was yeah and what about hugo hugo's left holding up the fort in the snow (laughs) (laughs) yeah he had commitments unfortunately (laughs) oh dear classic classic well that's brilliant you're you're really enjoying it out there anyway oh mate it's just been ever since i got here will's just given me such a sick time out here yeah it's just Really, I haven't even been able to put it into words yet how good it's been. Yeah, and well, have you taken, Tom, on any of your helicopter trail rides? Because I see that <laughs> on your website. That looks pretty amazing. Yeah, that is. Unfortunately, the helis aren't here. So the heli riding is uh, through a friend of mine in South Africa in the Drakensberg Mountains. So, um, yeah, we have that as a trip we can run. Um, but that's sort of through another friend of mine who's who's got that operation down there. So... Yeah, I wish we had helis. We could uh, we could have used them. Yesterday. We could have definitely used them yesterday <laughs> for a quick lift back up the hill. But um, no, we're 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 definitely just on uh, human power and vehicles here. So we did. Um, yeah, we hiked a lot and, and rode up a lot yesterday, and then today we did a shuttle up to the top of the state uh, to the top of where we started, and uh, and we did a shuttle back as well. So, but yeah, no no helis unfortunately. But um, yeah, we've been doing a lot of everything else. We've been doing a lot of riding, a lot of a uh, lot of hiking. Um, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Yeah, hanging out in the waterfalls, drinking some beers, having a good time, basically. So yeah, all oh good. man, sounds amazing. Um, you're not really supposed to do that at race events. You're not supposed to be super. You know, focused and everything else. I think at the good races, I think the good races you are. I think that's the key. The the good races are the ones where you're allowed to do that, and then the uh, the ones where it gets too serious. I think it's you know, yeah, you got to find the right balance, right? So welcome um, to Africa. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you guys. 
Sorry, I was just I was just going to say to you, you guys are competitors. You're not even supposed to be speaking to each other, but yet you're swimming in waterfalls and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big, big happy family out here, Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll introduce Peter Horsey. So Pete's uh, he's the wizard with the timing system and a lot of the mapping. Uh, so Peter runs an event down near Mombasa, Vapingo Ridge. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been going for a couple of years now. Uh, sort of similar to here, started as a cross-country race, cross-country race, and now it's moved over to a enduro. And the hills aren't as big down at Vapingo, but there's a lot of pretty cool trail, and it's nice to just get down on the coast. Uh, again, super warm. But Pete, say hi to MTB Tribe. Yeah, hi Gareth, and hi everyone. Hi uh, Pete. It's been pretty awesome uh, coming all the way up here from Mombasa, my wife and I decided to just come up and see Will and see what he's been doing. I've been meaning to come for a couple of years and just sort of never really got around to it. And then, of course, when he put on this uh, awesome event and, you know, had his mates come out and work on the trails for weeks, I thought, you know, I definitely can't miss this. So, yeah, we jumped on the plane, came up, met Simon, and uh, and all of a sudden we were over our heads in uh, massive drops and <laughs> steep rocks and loose sections and yeah just absolutely incredible you know really really incredible three days here riding with the guys and just having an awesome awesome time yeah so it's brilliant Pierre. and how far are you based from the guys there in uganda uh so we're in mombasa so it's uh, like a couple of one hour flights away um mm-hmm. so it's, it's not too bad but uh yeah it does take a, a bit of time to get up here so i'd definitely like to visit more than i can but um luckily you know um, there's a lot of a lot of good riding in Kenya that we can get up to for the rest of the year, um, but hopefully we can come back here more than once a year. I hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And what's the what's the riding and stuff like in your area where you're from there? Then how's how's it differ? Okay, so in Vapingo, we've got uh, as Simon said, not no the hills aren't that big, um, but we've got a lot of like really friendly locals who seem to be very happy to maintain their footpaths to a reasonable standard. So we have we have like some really nice technical. Um, trails. We don't have any rocks, unfortunately, um, so we just make do with uh, with ruts and natural steep, a little bit loose, loose over hard type surface. And yeah, we have really, really good trails, really nice like XC stuff. Um, but yeah, like a lot of like technical single track descents, which is uh, which is really cool. Mm-hmm, sweet, sounds sounds great. And like the scene there where you're at, Peter, is it you know is it getting popular? Is it growing? What's it kind of like? Uh, yeah, it is like certainly um, like from um, from Mombasa and the local area. Like we're getting a lot of people, and like our, our events are pretty well represented. We had I think we had 30 people at our last event. But um, uh, yeah, from around Kenya, we have a couple of guys who come down from Nairobi, which is which is great. Great to see the support. Um, but yeah, hopefully we can you know we can sort of make the events a bit longer and a bit uh, a bit more interesting, so we can try and attract a bigger group and see how it goes from there. Yeah, it's it's certainly interesting, and I think, like Simon might be the best to answer this, but like, have you guys seen the stuff grow over the last couple of years there much? Is it definitely getting more popular? Oh, definitely. So, I think when Will had his first Enduro, I think there was three people entered. Uh, and, so. and two of those were you and Will. <laughs> That's right. Well, actually, for my first enduro, it was me and Will, and then an American mate who didn't really have a choice because he was here to ride his bike, and I just happened to put the event on while he was here. So yeah, I was the only one who actually yeah, came. So, for <laughs> so I had one entrant. <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. That was a lot of good days riding, yeah, was, just yeah. as a bunch of mates, and we gave out prizes yeah. to each other. <laughs> Fantastic. So, but yeah, and so now, you know, like we've got Kajabi Enduro coming up on the 2nd and 3rd of March. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the 10 to 4 Enduro is coming up in a couple of weeks. Then the Kajabi Enduro. Um, so there's definitely more events coming on. There was another guy who was here, Paul Belknap. He's going to put on another one near Nairobi and in Gong Hills. Um, so we're even starting to get other guys organizing events now which is pretty cool and more guys turning up to ride and then even the guys that were here for the elgon enduro this weekend uh it was definitely their first time riding this type of trail and, and in an enduro format mm. and a lot of them were in yeah a bit over their head 
but they were all smiling at the end of the day, and some of them were actually like massive stoke. Like, we're just going absolutely wild at the end of today's last stage. Um, yeah, they were very, very happy. So it was cool, and you know, and it's just different people from varied backgrounds, like from yeah, very, very varied backgrounds, different cultures, and so yeah, it's good to see introducing it to more people. And and again, I'm always just thinking, well, how can I get these young kids that keep asking me for my bike? How can we get them bikes? Because they're absolutely fearless. They can almost run yeah. down the hills as fast as we can. So put them on a bike. I think that'd be pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And and how's that situation going with the bikes? Um, because when you were last on, I think you were on the, I think it was episode 55, maybe I last spoke to you, Simon. And uh, yeah. we were chatting about bikes and the issues with, with that. Uh, how are you getting on with that now there? Has, has that improved any? Oh, yeah, not bad. So Harry Orr, I don't know if you've spoken to him before, but he's a South African mate that uh, Pete and Will also know. They met him at the Kingdom Enduro last year down in Lesotho. Uh, but Harry used to work for Specialized for many years, and um, he knows an awful lot about bicycles and geometry and why you would spec certain things on a certain bike. And so he has been in contact with some of his mates, even Patrick Morwood, who now makes Piger bikes down in South Africa, and they've worked on the geometry for this single-speed rigid bike that hopefully will also be a, a hardtail 10-speed. We're going to build it so it can be either, mm-hmm. um, and then hopefully that will move into more of the development program within East Africa and either onto the mountain bike or onto the road, whichever way the guy goes. It's you know, in some ways his choice, but we're getting there. It's slow, um, but we're definitely... Since I spoke to you last, we're a lot further ahead than we were, so mm-hmm. that's good. Happy days. That's yeah. good. And P- Peter, how about you coming up from a more of an XC kind of um, trail network to to the enduro stuff? Was your equipment up for the task? Or um, yeah, it was. I mean, I'm I, like as a rider, I very much like the enduro stuff. It's just unfortunately where I live, it's it's mainly XC stuff. So I do the best I can with with where I live. But uh, you know, I do make an effort to come to um, the events around Kenya. And as Simon mentioned, I went to the Sutu last year with Will, and that was an absolutely incredible enduro. But for sure, seeing these trails that are next level compared with any of the stuff we have at home is is really 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 impressive. And you know, it's really fun to just ride on them. And hopefully, I can keep going and do more kilometers and then you know improve to the point where i can start being competitive so it's, it's really exciting coming up and doing all these other events on these trails that are mm-hmm. totally totally more impressive and steeper than the stuff we have at home well i suppose not too far away you got uh Mongay hills and taita hills so yeah no we have we, we do have a couple of uh, a couple of spots near us which do have some cool trails and hopefully we're going to try and develop those in future and you know if it all works out logistically we might be able to put on an event there which would be really exciting yeah cool sounds good sounds good now let me speak to the fastest dude in the group there please hey adrian now adrian you're from Swi- are you from switzerland yes i am yeah now how did you end up in uganda with this crew as well well that's a funny story um <laughs> A few years ago, I was running, uh, I managed a mountain bike business in, in Colombia for about one year. And the manager who came after me was friend with Will. And at this time, he told me like um, that he got a friend down there in Uganda who's trying to to build up with the mountain bike tourism in, in Uganda and stuff. But yeah, it never worked out. And a few months ago, he he tagged me on a post of Will looking for an internship, like that friend from actually California. And yeah, then I just sent it a, yeah, an email to, to uh, Will and it all worked out well. Yeah. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So what have you been doing when you've been over there? You've been helping with the trails and stuff? Yeah, I, I came in here like at the 6th of December, I think. So I've been up here a couple of weeks and uh, the whole January two mates from Switzerland joined me building up here and do some footage for and video stuff. And um, yeah, just having fun up here. We also went to some festivals and safaris for, for sure, which is really cool in that country. Um, yeah, just had a good time up here in this little paradise. 
Mm. Sounds sounds amazing. And what do you think of the trails and stuff there, Adrian? Coming from Switzerland, where you have some of the most awesome scenery and trails on the planet, I would I would think. What what do you think this stuff's like in Uganda there? Um, it's different for sure, but um, still there's so much potential. You can dig in stuff like we have actually in Europe as well. So. It's just loose and dry, that's the difference. And the big difference is like having people everywhere on the trail. Um, <laughs> there are always children run, uh, running behind you. If you stop and fix something on your bike or whatever, you have like in between seconds, you have like 30 children around you just starring on you. And yeah, usually, it, usually it's funny and you get really used to it uh, after a couple of weeks. Um, yeah, that, that might be the biggest uh, difference yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah and uh, I remember I remember speaking to you Simon about it and I said um, you know do you have to be careful of the wildlife thinking of you know the big game and you says yeah the most dangerous thing in the trails a donkey or something like that <laughs> yeah generally it's yeah there's not like around here as well there'd be some monkeys and there's donkeys yeah. cows goats Chickens. And, and, and kids, you got to be careful of the kids. Yeah, there's a lot of people around. Occasionally snakes. Addy came out here trail building and up in, we have lots of snakes in Uganda generally in, in other parts, like lots of poisonous snakes. But in this area, in Sippy Falls, I've never seen a snake here in 11 years. And uh, after two weeks of trail building, Addy had seen a black mamba, a puff adder, and what else another is it? Black mamba. And another black mamba. So he's seen th- three snakes, two of the most poisonous snakes in the whole of the continent. Um, <laughs> all the world. <laughs> yeah, in the whole world. Super close. So, yeah, a few snakes, but normally not a problem. We should tell the listeners not to worry. Yeah. Uh, I've never seen them in, in 11 years up here. never seen a single snake. But uh, yeah. There's a lot more snakes in Australia than there yeah. are. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, yeah. the, snake, the snakes must like the tourists or something. Uh, yeah, exactly right. There's something in there. They can smell <laughs> him, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, classic. So let's talk about um, who who won then. So, Adrian, did you win? What was the question? Did you win? Yeah, I just won today. <laughs> <laughs> Big bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Single malt. Classic, classic. And what was the general consensus of the, of the race? Did um, a lot of people see a bit, a lot of difference from it from last year? Well, how did that go down? Yeah, I think so. Last year was not so focused on the enduro, so most people came for the cross country race, and then we had a few guys um, just stay do the second day do the enduro. So from from the very beginning, this was an enduro race. So from all the planning, all the you know. The stuff on the website, people looking at it, signing up, everything from day one was a two-day enduro race. So, yeah, very different. I think a lot of people um, just really stoked on on something new. Um, it was definitely very new for people. Like the enduro scene, like Simon mentioned earlier, is definitely growing in Kenya. But in Uganda, I think we're limited with terrain and and there's just no one else really riding this kind of style of riding in the country. So there's, there's, there's not much of enduro. So it was definitely, definitely an eye opener for a lot of people. Um, but it, but it was great. You know, it was really good. Everyone, like Simon mentioned, everyone's super stoked and just really fired up from it and, and just sort of, you know, blown away by the, the scenery and the places. And we're going places where no tourists really ever go as well. So today we drove up, um, for about an hour and started at, 2,600 meters, as Tom mentioned earlier, in a little place called Malungwa Village on the edge of Mount Elgon National Park with the mountains sort of sort of looming up behind us in the background. And it's cold because it's high altitude. And we've been going through there the last sort of six weeks. But, you know, the, no one goes up there. They just grow cabbages and potatoes. That's their, <laughs> that's what they do, really. So And run. And run, oh, there's good runners up there, yeah. The, the best runners in Uganda are also here. Um, so what, the Olympic champion rode past today? Yeah, we saw the, the former, yeah, the 2012 Olympic champion, um, Stephen Kipitich. Uh, yeah, we passed him on the ride up, on the drive up this morning. So that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, definitely everyone's stoked. Definitely a different thing this year mm-hmm. than previous races. Um, but yeah, awesome. We really want to, you know, like we keep, I think, keep saying to you and what, 
Simon's trying to do and we're all trying to push enduro here in the region and I think this is we, we, we also had two photographers and a videographer who I paid to come up um, and basically make an edit from the weekend so we're really looking forward to pushing out lots of cool media from this and that's another way we want to um, really promote and show everyone what we're doing here and, and keep pushing it for, for next year um, if we can, we want to see if we can get it as an EWS qualifier for next year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been talking to the guys and they um, weren't keen to do it this year, but it was sort of untested. So we're hoping we've had a really good timing system with um, um, chips on it, you know, proper timing chips. We've had doctors in place. We've had a really well-run event and we've had hopefully lots of good media. So we're really hoping to push it this you know off the back of this and mm. really promote it for next year so yeah 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 it sounds cool and you know it sounds expensive can you guys run that and, and break even or does it end up costing you money to, <laughs> to put that on no it def- definitely didn't break even this year but um the way i see it is a, it's an investment and it I, I wasn't that much out of pocket it's most stuff here is pretty cheap um but for instance um over the two days we used about 75 marshals along the course to point everyone in the right direction. The main reason for that is if we put signposts up or marker tape, the kids will steal it because it's, you know, kind of mm-hmm. entertainment for them, something different. There's, you know, of course they would, no worries. So we put people in place and that's actually a really nice way for us to put money directly back into the community. So we basically put about $400 straight back in directly into the communities, just having guys, everyone's house we're passing along the way. We give the jobs to them as we go through. Um, so, yeah, so that was quite a big expense, but a really nice one because it means the money people are paying to enter the events going, you know, some of it's going straight back into the areas we're riding through. And, yeah, everything costs money, you know, the, the, the video guys, the, the ambulance, all that sort of stuff the building as well all that sort of thing um but um but yeah it's not we didn't lose uh, heaps of money and it's definitely a good investment you know pushing it forward next year the idea will be to get guys to come out for the whole week so we'll put together a full week package and uh, guys can just pay one price we'll pick them up from the airport we'll put them up for the whole week do training rides do the race uh, and that way then it makes it much better for us and makes it really good for those guys as well so um mm-hmm. yeah yeah, but um, what we're also working with trail forks, so we just put everything on trail forks, and sort of moving forward, we're 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 looking to set it up so we can have people come here and ride, and then they can donate, which is a great feature that trail forks has, and they can donate to the local trail builders. We want to set that up so we can, um, yeah, get some money coming back in, and we can employ a few people in the area, get them to maintain the trails for us, and that can be some good employment in the area for not too many guys but just a few people and and that can mm-hmm. be a really nice way of keeping things moving too so yeah that's that's amazing and i suppose if you get sp- people staying for more than an evening or something they have to they have to sleep somewhere so it'll help yeah. out accommodation and everything yeah exactly so i mean that's the way tourism works right you know you bring a group in but it's everyone driving people renting cars staying in accommodation buying beers you know along the way before we started today we we took tea and chapati um up in the little village you know before we started the stage today we're buying sodas we're buying biscuits um you know all the way along we you know there's money going back in so if we can build mountain biking up here there's you know yeah everyone benefits for sure even yeah, if it's little, little, you know. You know, it, it's quite crazy because a couple of weeks ago I had a photographer and a filmmaker, um, Jasper De Seymour, on from Tasmania. Yeah. And the the scene in Tasmania is just blown up, and it was all done by local council investment, just yeah. to regenerate these small towns that industry had left. They were in a real bad state, and the mountain biking scene out there is unbelievable now, and some of the trail yeah. networks just seem amazing. Now, yeah. on that point, I had um, I had James Savage, you know, the director of Savage Wilderness yeah. from Kenya. I had him on yeah. the podcast, episode 66, and I was chatting to James just about the trail networks and stuff like that, and who, I, you know, would local <laughs> council get involved or anything like that to help no. fund this yeah. kind of thing? 
But he was he very much thought no that would never happen and if anything it, yeah. it would cost more money to do that because yeah, of it would, it would, corruption. It would. I don't want I don't yeah. want to say corruption, but I'm going to say oh, corruption. No, you can say corruption. <laughs> it's fine. Everyone here says corruption, so it's not, it's fine. It's not like everyone knows it. It's, it's cool. Yeah, no, it would. So you try and you know it's it's hard. You know if something gets big, you got to you got to put it through the authorities. Like, you know if this event gets really big, we'll have to run it through all the local authorities just to make sure you know we do have permissions and things like that but a lot of the time we just try and run things under the radar because if we can support the local people in the area and we talk to the local council on the very local level and we talk to the chairman who are the people who make decisions on the local level if we keep all those guys involved then it's a really good friendly relationship and everyone's happy and everyone's benefiting directly if you go up a few levels up into the council levels and the district then all of a sudden everyone needs some little lining to their pocket, you know? So mm. it basically means you're the, the guys on the ground are going to get the same or, or less. And, and then everyone on up the chain is going to be taking something. So, and there's no real money for that. They, they, the, the government do have a tourism plan and sometimes they do build in things like this, but really things like grants and, and getting support, and even here would would be still coming from like something that was meaningful and would work would still come from like the EU or something in the end of the end of the day we wouldn't really get much support from the government they don't really see this sort of stuff hasn't really evolved to a state where they really understand that you know you're going to sit down for days and days and so many meetings just to get them the rough idea of what mountain biking even is so to yeah i mean and of course it will benefit just like your example there so but but it really has to work more on a private um private sector and people who are just really interested and then if we can tie in the locals on a local level that's the that's in my opinion a lot often the best way to do it um so yeah it's tough it's tough but um but if we can show the guys here how they will benefit then it's then it's really good there is there is other things happening here with with mountain biking and um with with trail building in the region and, and trying to get more people in there's quite a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes at the moment and um yeah but it's, it's mostly coming from from the private sector um mm-hmm. yeah and peter is that the same with with you as well that would be the same kind of setup um yeah i think i think very much so um you know obviously we work with the local community as well and generally they're very friendly as are pretty much everyone at the coastal region um, of East Africa, and yeah, no, very much so. Dealing with the with the um, with the council would almost certainly be like a backward step. You're much better off just engaging the local guys and just doing the work yourself, private sector work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Adrian, back in Switzerland, um, how does the trail networks work there? How do the trail networks work in Switzerland? Are the, are the government behind it? Oh, so yeah. Yeah, we have the government behind it. Um, like pretty much everything in Switzerland, it's all, all by law, and yeah, we have rules for everything. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we also work with trail forks. Um, that's like the biggest thing in Switzerland as well. And um, yeah, there are not the big big issues of like I don't know, like with government and riders. Usually, the main problem is still between hikers and mountain bikers because we mm-hmm. have a really big uh, hiker society so yeah since like i don't know how many how many years but <laughs> yeah a lot of years so now we share all the trails with them and that's mostly if there is some uh, if there is some problem that's the one yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i suppose you don't have trail centers as such like a mountain bike trail center where it's just for mountain bikers it's always mixed as it with walkers and, and bikers um not really like i was reading about that from scotland i think and england we don't have like trail centers but we have all the ski resorts like uh, lancer hides sermat and stuff like that and <clears throat> they're working well and they're also working with uh together with the hiker and with all those um, hats in the mountains. So you can do also like big multi-day rides and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. is working well so far, as far as I know. And, um, but not like, like trail centers. Like I think there is in Scotland. 
Yeah. And whatever, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, and Tom, you'll know this, I think we're maybe a wee bit blessed at home the way we have trail centres and stuff set up for us. Yeah, we're pretty lucky on that part. Yeah, I suppose the we're quite established as a country knowing that um, tourism and sport go well together. Yeah, uh, I think it kind of works because I know where I'm, you know, where I'm from in Northern Ireland, um, the local councils have done something very similar where they've built trail networks just to bring people into the area um, and they build then facilities around that. And it's very, very good. Um, yeah, for sure. I've, I've ridden that place in Tasmania as well. Uh, oh, have you really? Uh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, it's mind blowing, man. Absolutely mind blowing, and and as you said, it totally like regenerated that town. Like that town was washed out by floods, I think. And yeah. Then they, you know, the government spent some money on mountain biking, and it just exploded. Yeah, it's amazing. And and Jasper was telling me about another one now because he's just done the film for it. He's done the promo filming for it. Um, another one that's opening up, and he says it's every bit as good. Um, and oh. that you know how amazing is that? Because that place has developed now. They've way, way over eighty kilometers of riding in that place now. Ah, oh, it's mental. Like they had so many. Like I stayed there for a week. They had a free campsite at the bottom next to the river, so you could just camp there for free, like washing the river. And um, but there were guys who were building a, a forty-kilometer trail, like at the time that I was there. And they've the government just constantly spending money on trail builders. Yeah. Yeah, I know, and that was it. And I think one of the head trail builders actually that was brought in to build the trail initially over that span of three years, I think it took them. Um, he stayed there. He just ended up staying there and working, <laughs> and working on the trails full time. I'm not surprised. It's, a, it's an amazing place there. Yeah, have you been to Whistler, Tom? No, actually, I, I've kind of. I've always had the streams go to Canada, but I've never gone there because I know that when I go there, that I'm, I might never come back. So <laughs> I've got to be ready. I've got to be ready to give up everything. <laughs> Aye. I, I, and I asked that question because I was wanting an opinion if you had been to Whistler between Tasmania there and Whistler because it seems so exciting in Tasmania. You know, there seems to be a lot of young energy about there. And yeah. I know there's older guys using the trails, obviously, because they're designed very much like that, aren't they? Very flowy and, and you can use them from kind of any level. But it seems very young there still. And that really comes through. I think there's a real energy coming from that place. For sure. Yeah. They've, it's because I guess they've understood like what the, what the new scene is now. Like mm-hmm. that adventure kind of enduro style. And they've just designed it like art. It's, it's amazing there. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. And well, tell us about um, Clark Expeditions. How's it going for you? <clears throat> it's good. It's um, as we say over here, slowly, slowly, just sort of getting everything set up without too much of a rush right now. So I sort of set the company up a year ago officially, um, and yeah, luckily because I have the, I have the, I don't know if I mentioned before, I have the rafting business here as well and the lodge. So I don't really, the company hasn't needed to make much any money really so i'm just taking my time to get it all set up i don't need to haven't like poured my life um Mm -hmm. savings into it it's not my only thing which is really good but it's sort of i think the this enduro is really like a really good sort of um place to really start pushing everything more we're just going to come we're going to end up with so much good media from this where we can really use to showcase everything um i have a bunch of italian guys coming out who have an enduro company i think it's ride on um they do enduro mountain bike holidays they're based in the dolomites um mm. and they're coming out to do a recce trip in a couple of weeks um so if all goes well we'll maybe start doing some stuff with them so there's there's a lot of little things happening and it's really starting to things are starting to fall into place but i think um yeah i think the main thing is just getting getting good trails built and and really getting some good media out there is gonna gonna help pick things up so yeah it's, it's all sort of there's definitely some good, exciting things happening this year, and um, and I think I think yeah, I think some some good things will happen. So yeah, I haven't really been doing too much. We've had um, had a few guys out. We've done we've done some little things, but um, yeah, uh, really just sort of been it's kind of like building and building, just kind of getting everything, all the foundations laid, getting everything set up, getting our best trip possible sort of laid out getting the itineraries sorted and 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 slowly slowly getting out there you know guys like tom coming over is a huge help you know having a similar business so we you know can start sharing sharing stuff and sort of helping tell each other 
each other's clients about you know what we've done and what's going on so all this sort of networking and stuff is is brilliant so yeah no it's i mean in that sense it's going really well you know um yeah. it's kind of going according to plan the plan was never to be um running loads of trips straight off the bat so um yeah it's kind of going the way it's supposed to be going so it's all good all good and just having guys out here and being like tom coming out here being so stoked like when the first two days of him riding here he was so stoked he couldn't really talk you know he was, <laughs> was just like i think i think the technical term was like fizzing or something like that um it was and, and to see that that for me tells me we're you know i'm doing the right thing yeah. we're, we're doing the right thing out here that it's going in the right direction so so yeah the, the business isn't making money yet we're not you know we're not running trips sort of right now but it's 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 going exactly the way it's supposed to be going the the product is there it's just tweaking it now getting the guys in getting the contacts and and then starting to sell it so it's yeah it's everything's going the right way and what i said to you today at the end of my race run yeah i just <laughs> i came down man and we'd done such like it was the i mean we did a 20 minute um stage today like just downhill it was wow. 8k of downhill and uh and uh, yeah anyway i got to the bottom and i just said i looked at will like with my eyes just full of pure stoke <laughs> and i just looked at him and i just said you have pushed me to my limits <laughs> <laughs> and I immediately got a pen and wrote it down and wrote, and wrote Tom Shopland, uh, February the 3rd, 2019. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's awesome that you guys can can do that because, Tom, you obviously come from a, ver a very similar business back home. And, you know, and Adrian as well, you being from Switzerland and, and being in that environment, you just can all bounce ideas off each other. And that's what it's all about. That's how you grow and how you change things and make things better for each other. Yeah. And everyone's learning. Everyone's learning. So everyone's sort of seeing stuff and, and, and figuring things out and, you know, bringing new ideas and sharing everything. It's, it's exactly, yeah, it's perfect. It's exactly what, how it should be. Yeah. And Will's got a pretty mean looking itinerary over here that, yeah, we'll for sure be looking at uh, bringing across some trail nine trips in future. Yeah, that'd be awesome. You could do so. You could hook up and do something like that. You could do a trail on no one trip. You see, because the thing is, I'm out in Malta, okay? So I, for the next year and a half or so, and I thought, right, well, I'll try and get a load of Irish boys to come over to Malta. But you see, to be honest, the, Mal the Maltese guys are more interested in going to Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> and there you go, mate. You found a market. <laughs> yeah. Guinness, right? <laughs> yeah yeah it's for it's for green it's for green grass easy landings when you fall off and guinness that's all it is <laughs> need a bit of that here none of that here it's just rocks <laughs> yeah yeah it's so uh, very it sounds very like malta here to be honest very loose and rocky ever it's just a big rock garden out here to be honest you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, well, I wanted to chat to you about your GT. Yeah. Uh, is that the sensor, is it? No, no, I had a sensor. I've still got a sensor, but I'm on the Force, the old Force, not the new one. All oh, right, okay. Now, so the is 20, the, is, I'm, on a 20, I'm on a 2016 Force. Um, yeah. Right. The Navy bike that you ride, is that a sensor? Yeah, there's a blue bike that might be in some photos, which is a, which is a 20... It's the first year the new the new that bike came out basically, so I think it's the twenty the twenty fourteen sensor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, yeah. that's all right. I, I really like them. I know somebody that sells them. On that's what do you think of it? That's all. <laughs> yeah. No, the sen the sensor's good. I upgraded to the Force, which for out here and the, the the rocks and this kind of enduro, then the the Force is definitely what you want. Like just a little bit more travel and a bit burlier and stiffer and 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 kind of point downhill and and it'll take care of the rest kind of thing so mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. cool so guys what have you got planned for the rest of the evening the, the race is over um how are you going to kick back there and enjoy yourselves eddie wants to finish his bottle that he just won yeah eddie just eddie yeah. just won a really nice bottle of whiskey so that may be involved um quite a few folks have just headed off to kampala so we had guys you know like local guys from uganda who who came over for the for the weekend and it's quite a drive back it's sort of six hours drive 
back to Kampala, um, where quite a few of them have got to go to work tomorrow morning, which they were a little bit upset about. So those guys have <laughs> headed off, but we've got a few guys here. Some of the guys taking photos, had some good friends here, sort of volunteering their services, photographers and all those sort of um, things. And they're staying and there's a, yeah, there's a few of us staying. So we're basically going uh, to hang out and have some beers and just kind of kick back and relax, I think. You know, we've in one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Uh, we have cold beer in the fridge. Yeah. Good friends around. So, yeah, it's going to be a nice one. And a waterfall in the garden. <laughs> yeah, we do have a waterfall in the garden. Yeah, that's out the back of your place well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's insane, man. Like, Will was just casually like, yeah, yeah, we've got this lodge up in the mountains and we get here and it's just just the most beautiful place I've ever stayed. And he put me in this beautiful little cabin. Huh? My tour, son, my tour. Oh, and Addy. Addy is a wonderful tour guide. <laughs> and, uh, he took me. So we, I opened the curtains in the morning and I could see this waterfall outside. Of my, of my uh, cottage where I was staying, and uh, Addy was super super excited to take me on this uh, tour up the river to the to the waterfall, and we went exploring through these caves and stuff, and showered under the waterfall, and yeah, I mean it's it's it is like a little garden of Eden here. Yeah, I must say, well, the photos of it look absolutely amazing. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> so, Adrian, how long are you staying with Well there? Um, I'm planning now to go maybe to leave next, yeah, in between next week and, um, to Tanzania. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it has been like, uh, yeah, almost two months here in, in Uganda, which was amazing. And yeah, I'm going to kick off my a trip with a motorcycle to, to Cape Town. Yeah. Following the coast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the plan about like two or three months, uh, just with a, surfboard and myself <laughs> there's not much surfing in switzerland <laughs> <laughs> not in switzerland no no there's nothing he's gonna have yeah. his surfboard he's gonna have his motorbike and he's gonna have his tinder switched on oh yeah 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 <laughs> for sure <laughs> <laughs> my curly hair <laughs> you know it's weird but i've never seen a photo of you adrian but i knew you had curly hair <laughs> yeah, it's all about that. <laughs> nice. And Tom, what about you, sir? When are you heading back to the good old UK? Uh, I fly back on Thursday morning, actually. Okay. Are you looking forward yeah. to that? Yeah, it should be good. Should be good. <laughs> it's gonna be freaking cold, yeah. But anyway, yeah, we've got some fun stuff planned, so I'm not too worried about it. Yeah, I've seen you released um, a load of your new dates and stuff there quite recently over the last couple of days. Yeah, yeah, we've got lots of exciting plans for the year. Um, and something I'm super stoked about is we just uh, got invited to guide for the Wales 360 event. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I haven't noticed that, no. So they oh, yes, no, the... I did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. Tell us about it anyway. Yeah, but yeah, I did notice it. So there's so the Cape Epic, which is very famous in South Africa, the uh, the well, which is um, kind of like a, I think it's a five or six day um, mountain bike event where you have like a traveling tent village and all your accommodation and food and stuff is all provided. And they've taken this very popular concept and um, the Welsh government have got behind it, the Welsh Tourism Board and also um, the Tour de Britain. Um, those two big companies have got together and have put on this seven day mountain bike race of Snowdonia. Mm. So yeah, and, we, and they've invited us to come and be basically like traveling marshals. Brilliant! That's very so good. It's going to be a very exciting event. Yeah, that's great, and uh, you'll be able to market the Trail Unknown thing very heavily there. That'll be awesome. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, sounds good. And Peter, when do you head back back home then? Uh, yeah, Laura and I are grabbing a lift with uh, with Simon, cruising back to cruising back. Um, sometime tomorrow and then hopefully we'll fly back and uh, catch up with real life tomorrow evening so um yeah, yeah it's been a pretty awesome couple of days but uh coming to an end now yeah uh well i'm sure you enjoyed it anyway and you'll be up more often now that you see what's what's an offer yeah for sure yeah no i'm super excited to come back and see will and hang out hang out this awesome place for a couple of days no for sure for sure 
Yeah, brilliant, brilliant. So before I let you go, Simon, just uh, fill us in. Is there anything new happening in the future there in Kenya or East Africa or anything we should know about? Uh, yeah, we I've been in contact or had a I've been in contact with Velo Solutions a bit, uh, and their pump track for peace, uh, pump mm. for peace. Um, I little ideas that they have. So I've been speaking with Claudio there, which has been pretty rad actually. But it's just trying to again find funds, find land, get contractors, quotes and all that type of stuff. Um, so he's keen to come over and build like a commercial pump track somewhere mm-hmm. if we can find someone that actually wants one. And then once that's built, then we can do a, a pump for peace track as well, which would be really cool. And uh, I even know like, we'll be keen to have one up around here, like near Sippy or in Captura or even up at the high altitude training camp that they're building here just out of Capture, which is sort of the, the town near Sippy Falls. Um, so that'd be pretty cool if we can get some tarmac pump tracks in Kenya. And there's a lot of people that want them, but no one's willing to sign on the dotted line yet. Um, but we'll convince someone eventually. I want to see what I can do from the UK's point of view on that, because um, Oxford, where Hugo and I live in, we've been speaking with the council and they, they've got 180,000, which they're looking to put into some kind of cycle infrastructure. And we're, all, we're screaming at them for a pump track. So we're going to kind of throw our UK mountain bike audience at them and say, give us a pump track um, mm-hmm. and then see if we can link Claudio and say, basically, you know, it's almost how you get one of those toilets which say like this toilet is linked with like another toilet in Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. we can if we can do that with some pump tracks over here in Africa. Awesome pump tracks. <laughs> that's yeah. uh, that would be a dream come yeah, true. It's like a twinning project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And and those fellow solutions pump tracks are amazing. Yeah, yeah, they're pretty they're pretty damn cool. Like I've never I know Will and Pete have ridden the one down in Lesotho. Uh, Roma Trading Post, but I've only uh, scrolled through the internet and seen them. But they, yeah, they definitely know what they're doing. They look pretty cool and they ride mm. well, or at least the dudes that ride them ride them well. Um, <laughs> and then there is, uh, yeah, there's a few other things going. I probably can't really say what it is because it's not confirmed yet, but it's mm-hmm. sort of big ish. And if we can pull it off, it'll be pretty rad and it'll get some pretty amazing uh, enduro downhill mountain bikers over here. But again, it's not confirmed. Um, yeah, there's always new stuff for the team. I've just sort of, in some ways, following Will's lead, setting up uh, Mountain Bike East Africa, uh, MTB East Africa. So I'll be trying to run tours in Kenya and even chatting to Will today on the way up to stage one of today of running trips from Iten and either around Mount Elgon or actually another idea we've both had is ride from Iten to Katali, ride up to the top of Mount Elgon on the Kenyan side and then drop down the trails that Will's found on the Ugandan side and then come stay at Sippy Lodge. And then we can even then explore all the mountain bike trails around Sippy that Will's found. Um, so just sort of make it, yeah, like a much bigger trip. And then, you know, you get a bit of Kenya, you get a bit of Uganda, you get one mm-hmm. cool mountain. And then um, I think you saw some of my social media posts just last week. I did a bike packing trip in the Cherangani Hills, mm-hmm. which in some ways is halfway between E10 and Mount Elgon, sort of on the way to Sippy Falls. Um, yeah, I got up to 3,300 metres for two of the days. Actually, almost the whole trip was above – actually, most of the trip was above 3,000 metres. Um, wow. Dipped down below that a few times, but that's stunningly beautiful. Uh, it gets warm, but because it's so high, it's a bit colder, um, which is nice because it's a bit more greenery. Um, but that's also like a bike packing trip from E10 via the Cherangani's, uh, and then either drop all the way down, then ride back up again into sort of Sippy Falls. Um, but it's just, yeah, there's like, there's options. Like, there's a lot of options and mm-hmm. the Cherangani Hills themselves are known to be a stunningly beautiful place, but it's not really explored. Uh, it's not the ease. Well, it's not actually that hard to get to anymore. There's some new tarmac roads have been built. Um, but I was definitely the first white person a lot of children had seen up there, which was quite wow. funny because they're either super excited or I am the white devil and I'm going to eat them via their head first uh, sort of reaction on their eyes. And they, yeah, like if you want to see some hysterical screaming, then that's where you go. So, wow. um, but you know, they're all pretty cool people. We crossed over. A boundary of some of the tribes uh, went from sort of, they're all Kalenjin, but it went from Marikwet into West Pakot. And um, 
yeah, it's like there's not there's not much out there. Um, again, we drank a lot of chai and ate a lot of chapatis because you can't buy bottled water in most places. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, yeah, hope you like sugar in your chai and um, pretty basic food, but the accommodation was pretty basic as well. But it's it's not what you're going for. And uh, yeah, it's, it's just beautiful. And the dirt roads are actually in relatively good condition. Um, so the whole bike packing side of things is another whole sort of mm. thing that Will and mm-hmm. I want to develop and and it's good and then it sort of links a whole lot of places together um so there's yeah there's multiple multiple options if we can get our own bikes that people could ride over here and um and then yeah and then there's always the stuff for the team that's always evolving and we're questioning what we're doing wrong and what we need to change and mm-hmm. how to go for for the longer term yeah the team's training for the tour of rwanda coming up in two weeks and that's actually a UCI 2.1 race now. And Team Astana is actually going to be there. So one of the world tour teams. So this year that race is going to be yeah, seriously hot. Um, so the Kenyan boys will be up against it for sure. Yeah. Um, but we're going, to, yeah, we're going to have a go, stick it to them on one day probably, see what we can do. But, um, yeah, it's going to be like a seriously, seriously hard race. Uh, and the race itself is hard enough because it's all hills. But when you put in a world tour team and five pro continental teams, then everything just gets a little bit faster. So yeah, certainly. See. Wow, it's, there's a lot happening. And for anybody that's wanting to come out there, maybe visit you. When's the best time of year to do it? Well, I'll give you. I'd say any time of the year, really. Um, but I'll hand you over to Will now. Yeah. So, so like for Uganda here, the the season we're in now, which is is the biggest dry season. So sort of um, beginning of December until end of February is sort of a almost guaranteed dry season. Uh, and then sort of June, July is a kind of time, that sort of time. Uh, summertime is generally not too rainy. Mm-hmm. Um, but any time's good. Like it's, even if it rains, you know, it's not normally raining too much, but we do have some a few times where it's big rains. So, um, it only rains at night too. It's yeah. Rain. Yeah, sometimes it rains at night, sometimes it doesn't. But yeah, no, this time of year is the perfect. <laughs> and for European riders, it's the perfect time because it's winter. So, you know, get away from the winter and, and come out here. So, yeah, early December to end of Feb is the best time i'd say for uganda but then yeah i mean anywhere like in east africa like all through the year is good like there is you can always be finding stuff and doing stuff but if it gets too wet if you're in the middle of the rainy season then um the main <laughs> yeah may june july maybe like the the moam roads the dirt roads here it's kind of clay with little stones in and it just sticks to your tires and kind of clogs up your bike and then it's kind of impossible yeah. to ride a little bit but um yeah, but if you're out here for if you come out here for a longer time, if you're just out here for a short trip, then you want to, you know, time it for dry season. If you're going to come out here for a month or a couple of months and hang out, then it doesn't really matter because it's it'll rain for a few days, it'll stop, it'll rain for a day, it'll be dry the next day, so it's it's all good. So mm-hmm. yeah, cool. Well, guys, listen, it seems you just had a blast there. Everything went very well, and um, there's a load happening out there. I'm really glad to hear it. It's awesome. Yeah, no, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome weekend. It's been an awesome weekend of mountain biking. Yeah. Very good. Well, listen, I wish um, all of you a safe journey home. And Tom, don't slip when you go off the aeroplane because it'll be icy. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. And Gareth, thanks. It's just uh, it's cool to have, what, one, two, three, four, five of us here on, uh, on the podcast at once just having a chat. So uh, thanks for making time at, on short notice. Uh, yeah. Audio studio here in Sippy Falls. That's right. I'm going to send you a photo later. <laughs> it's amazing, man. It's awesome. Yeah. It sounds great. Yeah. And yeah. Peter, I'll maybe get you on the podcast at some stage if you don't mind, just to have a chat uh, a wee bit more about your area and what you're doing there and stuff like that. Yeah, boy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, it sounds good. No, I'm. Uh, I'm keen to sort of uh, let everyone know the type of stuff we've got uh, around the coast area the stuff we have in Vapingo and then a couple of other areas that we've been exploring um, for the last couple of years and seeing if we can, you know, we're putting <laughs> a lot of trails up and hopefully let everyone know. And then, yeah, hopefully we can get some more people out and to the yeah. whole area. You know, you can do, you can do a real trip down, see Simon, see Will, come down to the coast and you've, now you've got the, the beach and the trails. So. And the yeah. Tider Hills is magic. There mm-hmm. is a lot of great trail down there. 
Yeah, and I think that would be awesome. You see, if you you know if you're traveling from the UK, you want to kind of make a trip of it, you know. So you would want to spend a bit of time out there rather than just going for a few days, you know, make it worthwhile. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, and there's so much opportunity to to sort of tie a couple of these key areas that you know a, a couple of our really keen guys here are developing. So yeah, obviously around Nairobi, Paul and those guys have got some really good trails, and obviously the stuff up here with Will and Simon's area in Kerio. And, uh, and all our stuff at the coast, you know, there's, there's, there's so much opportunity to put together a really cool itinerary of, you know, safari and mountain biking and the beach. Mm-hmm. And yeah, easy. Sounds awesome. Well, listen, guys, see if home. Adrian, enjoy the rest of your trip. And I hope you've got good luck with your curly hair and stuff. Thank you so much, For sure, it's going to be good and great trip. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks so much. Good stuff. All right, guys, here, listen, have a great evening, and I'll speak to you in the near future, all right? Sure, Gareth, and uh, now that they're all over here, I think you definitely need to get yourself over here. Uh, I yeah, know. No more talking. Yeah, I know. I really do. But you know you know what? I'm a bit like Tom talking about Whistler. I think I found out there I maybe wouldn't want to come home. Well, no. you never know until you go. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, no, I'll have yeah. to get it sorted. And I, I am definitely I'm putting together a wee schedule when we're kind of finished with uh, Malta here, what we're going to do. So Yeah, cool. Uh, you know, no, we'll give you a good trip. We'll take care of you. Yeah, awesome. All right, good stuff. All right, Bye folks, we'll hear Listen, have a great evening, all right? Yeah, awesome. Take care, guys. All the best. Bye, bye-bye. That's a wrap for episode number 75, folks. I hope you enjoyed that. And guys, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to have a chat with you. And I'm so glad things are going so well for you guys out there. You just put in the effort, you just put in the work, and it's starting to pay off. So well done. And I hope to visit you guys in the near future. Definitely. It's uh, it's rising up the bucket list quite quickly. Every time I chat to one of you guys, it rises up two or three spots. <laughs> So you are definitely going to see me. But thanks so much. Now, folks, if you want to know any more about the Elgon Enduro or about anything that's going on in East Africa, you can just go to the website mtb-tribe.com and you can visit the show notes there. We have maybe about five or six episodes from East Africa now. So you can go through them and have a listen and see what's happening out there. It's quite exciting times for them, guys. You can also go to the website and subscribe and you will get more information. You'll get one email a week just letting you know who's coming on the show and a little synopsis about what you're going to be listening to on the podcast. You can also get in contact via socials, of course. We are on Instagram and Facebook, both at MTB Tribe. And um, we're well over 10,000 followers now on Instagram, and I do appreciate that. I have quite a lot of good chats on there, so you can get in contact. You can email me also at info at mtb-tribe.com. I do read all your emails and I will get back in contact with you. If you want to recommend anybody to come on the show or any topics you would like covered, just let me know and I will try my best to make that happen. So folks, until next week, I want to thank everybody that's tuning into the podcast for listening and supporting the show. And from some of the nice feedback I get from you guys, it's really, really cool to see that the podcast has helped you stay stoked and get out on those trails. So thanks guys for tuning in again. I do appreciate it as always. And I will see you next week for another MTB Tribe podcast.